Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Startup Diary podcast. If you're new here, this is where we normally share the highs, the lows, and all the learnings of what it's really like to build a business. And I'm joined by my co-host, Harry Mudge. But today is a little bit different. You're about to be a fly on the wall for a conversation that took place between Danny Batch and our team, who's responsible for growth, and a gentleman called Amit. And Amit's website is amitdigitalmarketing.com. That's A-M-I-T, digitalmarketing.com. Amit reached out and offered to jump on the mics uh, with myself and Harry to talk about all things SEO and link building. I thought it would be a best use of everyone's time, including yours, the listener, if we could just record basically a one-hour consultation between Danny Batch and Amit, so you can take away some key learnings. Enjoy. So yeah, I guess Adam kind of touched on it. Um, I've got a little bit of background on SEO. Uh, mm. My skills are mainly on-page SEO. Uh, okay, okay. off-page. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I guess in, in, in your world, what, what is SEO? So SEO, um, you know, as you said, you've got two parts to it. You've got the on-page, uh, the technical factors as well, yeah. uh, as well as the off-page. So, um, you know, good, what I would define as, you know, good SEO is being on top of your on-page factors, your, you know, technical factors in terms of making sure, you know, there's a, there's a, uh, a, a reasonably fast uh, website, you know, that, yeah. that speed of the site is also important, but I think on page as well, you can't ignore it in terms of making sure keywords are on the right places, the, the title, you know, the, what people would call the basics. Yeah. Yeah. People sometimes forget to do the basics. So I think um, that's good SEO is doing these, these technical, these on page things uh, and off page obviously is when you get to link building, which is, uh, a different skill set, I think. Yeah, I'm with you. And mm-hmm. SEO is so important these days with, well, with everything really. No matter what mm-hmm. website you've got, it's, it's so crucial to get kind of up that Google ladder because mm-hmm. most people are lazy these days and they'll they'll click the top link. That's just how it is. Exactly, exactly. And I think the good thing with SEO is, I know there's a t- temptation with so a lot of businesses to do pay-per-click, for instance, or AdWords. Yeah. Um, and, you know, can see the appeal because it's like, well, we'll just pay and we'll get to the top. But uh, in actual fact, you find with organic results, you know, you're actually going to get um, probably more people clicking if you are getting very near the top, um, as opposed to, you know, if you paid for the ad spot, the top thing is people are, they know when it's an ad so um, you really want to make sure you're doing if you are going to do paid traffic which nothing wrong with it I think um, you would always benefit from doing SEO as well Um, so we work with worked with a client who's doing both and there's nothing wrong with that but I think they even they knew long term they had to do SEO at some point yeah that's it PPC is so short term um, mm-hmm. I find myself kind of skipping past the PPC ads and just going straight to the organic. It's, it's strange that we do that. Yeah, exactly. I think, yeah. And I think a lot of people like that. It's, it's just one of those things. It's like when probably now on Facebook, like when you see a sponsored uh, ad yeah. on your feed, people are doing the same thing yeah. with those as well. Yeah, and that's why I say it's so important. You, you need to get at the top of the Google, make sure people click mm-hmm. on you. Um, mm-hmm. So I guess going back to on-page and off-page, what, What's kind of the key differences between the two? Where does on-page differ to off-page? Yeah, what what are the key features of off-page, I guess, is the main question. Yeah, so so on-page, you know, making sure you've got the the keywords in the right places, the, um, uh, I think, 
um, especially making sure you've got good quality content as well. Yeah. That the content is optimized. I think um, you know a lot of people use tools to optimize the pages. So I know there's a couple. There's Page Optimizer Pro, I think, yeah. and there's another one called Quora, which is a bit advanced. It's most of the advanced SEOs use it yeah. um, for on page. But um, I, I think you know being um, um, you also don't want to you know stuff the page full of keywords. I know that you know a lot of people used to do that kind of thing, but I think being sensible with your optimization, making sure you know it looks it looks good, it's good quality content, got keywords on it. You're not trying to um, another thing I see people do is trying to target too many keywords with one page. You yeah. also want to kind of avoid that. Make sure it's optimized uh, and and yeah, your on pages as that's is something that I don't specialize in, but I, with anyone I work with and for anyone, I always say, make sure your own page is done first. It's the, yeah. it's the essential to do it. And I guess you kind of touched on it. You've got to keep on top of it because I think, I don't know, 10 years ago, keyword stuffing, so putting all the same keywords on one page, that used to work really well. Um, but Google penalized that, well, very harshly now. So you can't do exactly. that. It's exactly. so important to keep on top of it. And I guess it's the same with off-page SEO as well. You've got to kind of adapt. Um, so, yeah, what, what are the main features of off-page SEO? Yeah, so off-page, you know, we are, you know, I mean, the main, main thing we do is link building. But, yeah. you know, part of off-page could even be citations. So I think we, we talked about it. Um, we've, I think we've talked about that before and I've, yeah. I've, I've discussed it in like other videos I've done but um, I think off-page is is kind of it's kind of like the clues in the name it's like everything that isn't on your own website that is outside it's external that you can work on that um, that kind of enhances what you're doing with your on-page I kind of look at off-page stuff as that basically you, you can only go so far with your on-page stuff and then if you want to push it up a bit further, you need the off page to enhance it. So it's like your, your link building and your citations, especially, um, and, and increasingly link building, I think, is becoming more important um, um, just in terms of um, the importance that's placed on it. I think Google really um, places an importance on link building now. Yeah, it's, it's that, I guess, link building for people that don't know it. I guess it's that another website kind of recommending another website is is how i kind of see it but exactly it's like a, it's almost like um so search engines like google and um, it's like they they see these links um as um it's almost like a vote of confidence so yeah. it's like you know these websites they're linking to this one must be good because you know it's uh, it's been linked to and a page which is relevant, you know, the anchor text is relevant to this keyword. You know, they use all these things and they, they, that's why like links, you know, that's why off page is so important. Now it's, it's got that kind of value to it. Yeah. And, and even aside from the search changes, it's like just basically just thinking like, well, that's a relevant website. I'm going to get direct traffic as well. Even that alone is is a good thing, and you know, um, even aside from the search engines. Yeah, that's it. And I get again same with off page. Sorry, on page SEO. Um, you've got to keep up to date with what works. So, again, I'm not. I don't specialise in off page, but I know that a famous trick was to kind of 
list your website on all these high authority domains. Uh, didn't matter how relevant they were. Um, I think they're called black hat tactics. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, 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 it's right. work, But these days, it, it doesn't, and you get penalised as a result. I think. Um, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that's um, and that's why you see, like, like you said, the the high. Um, but actually, I'll, I'll let you go because I think you're going to talk about um, the the authority metrics and stuff at some point. Yeah. So I, I might as well go ask about it now. So yeah. What, what what kind of makes a good backlink? What makes a bad backlink? And then what's a a spammy backlink, if you like? So yeah, I mean, I, with you know what what I would deem kind of good backlinks is, I would just simplify it as much as um, you know it's just real websites that have content which is getting you know traffic and engagement and and I really um, it's really as simple as that. I think if you focus on the quality of the website, if it has its own content if it's relevant to your website to your content then i would deem that a good link um, yeah. and you know the the what we'd call the the bad links or spammy links it's like um and and this is where we get into the kind of black the what you call black hat seo yeah. it's like websites which are made purely for um the purpose of creating links so they're not actually oftentimes uh, probably all the time in fact They'll just created to give the illusion that it's a good website that has uh, that has value, uh, and often they're not getting a lot of traffic. But you know, they they might put them in a network of sites, and then they'll start linking out to other websites from them. And it's uh, and that's what I would call bad backlinks. The they're, they're, they're not from good what you would call good quality websites. Yeah, and the website gets penalised as a result. Um, exactly. So I'm trying to think of an example. So I guess if I'm, um, if I am Topman, for example, or Net mm. or Debenhams, mm. um, where would I kind of go to get a good backlink? Like, is there a company that's, shall I go to like those same companies or do I find relevant people? Or what's like a good example for Debenhams, for example, where should they go? Yeah, so um, I'll probably bring in another example from my, um, my kind of history of like building air, but you know, similar to I suppose something Debenhams would do. So um, we had a company that had a um, specific type of fashion that sold uh, and it appealed to a certain market. So it's the kind of, uh, I don't know how you would say, like uh, the Geordie Shore kind of uh, audience, you know, a particular yeah. kind of like t-shirts and shorts and stuff they wear. Yeah. So what they did was they did like a, a style breakdown of um, of one of the celebrities on that TV reality show. And what they did was that, you know, they, uh, they picked out all these different pieces and these were pieces that they actually sold, but it was almost like a kind of fashion breakdown of, what it did, you know, what kind of body shape it suits and this kind of thing. So when they did that, they created content of, you know, for this fashion breakdown and they used this as a piece of content to reach out to other people and ask them, you know, do you want to link to this? And they were very successful and we had a lot of success doing this. So um, um, this wasn't myself that did this, but this is another link builder that I know. Um, and this was done, it was a years back, but I remember it because it's a very good example for that kind of business that, you know, something like Debenhams or a fashion label of some sort. Um, so I think having, um, by doing that, they would then 
reach out to other websites that would find that content piece useful. So a lot of um, the fan shows of that reality TV show were actually a really good one, but it's because they had that content. But something yeah. like Debenhams, yeah, it's it would be like they need to have content which is useful to certain types of websites and reaching out to them. So there's actually a big range. You know, there's a lot of different people they can reach out to, but it just depends on the websites that those people are on. You know, that's who they... Um, a bit of a hard one, but yeah. I hope that kind of makes sense. I know, I, I get it. I guess you, you've got to kind of make content on your website for other websites to want to kind of link to you. Um, exactly, exactly. You've got, yeah. You've got a rubbish website, it doesn't look good and there's no content on there, they're not going to link to you. Um, exactly, that's the thing, because if you need to think of it as with link building and um, it's like a value exchange. Yeah, so if you don't have if you don't have the content, you need to have something else. That's why um, often you'll find people um, they're able to build back links, for instance, by offering uh, a product sample or by offering products. So that's another thing that people use is maybe getting influencers to uh, review the product, and then they'll do that, but they'll also get a link. So that's um, you know, that, that's another method, but at the same time, it's this, it's similar in that you're using you're using something to leverage uh, as leverage, you know, to, to get that link. I get that kind of leads on to the next question quite nicely, actually. Yeah. So, what's what's kind of the best ways to to approach another website or another company to get a backlink? Um, I guess you can. I don't know, like you said, you can offer free samples, for example. Um, you can do guest posts, which is very mm -hmm. famous previously. I don't know how successful that is now. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, what's, what's some of the ways that you use, for example, to get uh, a backlink for one of your clients? Yeah, so, so yeah, um, it's, it's a good one. You, you mentioned guest posts as well. So I, I think guest posts, um, you're right. I think, um, I think that historically, the way people were doing it was they were just getting um, guest posts on sometimes you know, not the best quality websites and often you found people making the mistake that they would find a website with a high domain authority so domain authority being a metric that they use to it's almost like they're measuring the power of the website and they thought by getting a guest post on there that that's gonna you know move up the rank move them up the rankings yeah. um, but I think guest posts are valuable if you're getting them on good quality websites. So as long as the website is relevant and you have content, you're producing content which is um, relevant to them, but also to yourself and your own website and the link is, um, you've got a link in there. I think guest posts are worth doing. Um, and, you know, and sometimes it's not about getting something that's in exactly the same industry. So, you know, it might be uh, a website in another sector or another industry which is relevant, but you've got a piece of content which can kind of bridge the gap, uh, bridge the gap, and make it relevant. And um, yeah. so, you know, something like, um, say, you've got a home maintenance site or something to do with home maintenance or DIY. You, some people might make the mistake of thinking, "I need to get links on other DIY blogs," but actually, you might want to get links on, you know, um, property news sites or landlord landlord magazines there's a few of those in the uk and you know yeah. other small business blogs and these kind of things so it's sometimes about having you know and um, reaching out to the right people and um, but you know there's so many techniques there's 
Um, the good thing is when you have really high quality content on your site, what we find is the best way of building links the, in terms of the most efficient way is getting resource links. So the reason is, is because you don't have to produce a piece of content each time. You can create one, for instance, an ultimate guide to something and then reach out to a larger amount of people, but then get resource links from a certain percentage of them. And that's more efficient because you're able to get the links. Um, you tend to get them a lot quicker and it actually um, is more cost efficient in the long term as well. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it goes back to that thing of, of producing, well, getting relevant links again, doesn't it? There's no point exactly. in going to these mm. high demand authority websites if, if they're not relevant. Mm. They don't matter anymore. Exactly. Um, how do you go about getting backlinks? Do you email the generic email? Do you uh, get into them via LinkedIn? How, how do you go about, about getting them? Yeah, so, um, you know, sometimes it is we try to avoid using the generic emails. Gen, really what you want to be doing is you want to be finding a specific person to contact because yeah. when you get more specific, you can personalize the email more. You can, you know, you can actually address them by their name. It always works better if you personalize the email as much as possible and, you know, maybe compliment them on the article they've just written. Uh, and, and I think especially for the bigger websites, you know, if you want to get on, you know, and we got on a client on Lad Bible, for example. Yeah. <laughs> but the only reason we got them on there was because we contacted a specific journalist who talked about something, um, you know, stuff that's related to this client, that stuff in that's in their area. So that's why we reached out to them. So I think, um, I think you want to avoid generic emails if you have to. You know, that's fine. But you know, where you can get a specific person, get the editor or a journalist or somebody, content manager, for instance. Uh, try and get um, you know directly to them if you can. Yes, that's a great tip. I like that. Mm-hmm. I might use that myself to be honest. <laughs> yeah, that's a good. But it's a good one. See, you, that's the thing you find um, with a lot of the bigger websites. There's so many people to contact. Something sometimes yeah. it's just about um, finding the perfect person within that company to contact, which is um, which is a, a good tip. Yeah, and fine. we use we use a tool called uh, sorry I should probably mention we use a tool called Hunter.io um, or Email Hunter yeah. some people and that's a really good tool. It's not a hundred percent accurate. It won't always get you the person's email, but that's a really good one um, if you want to pull out a list. And you can even sometimes put in somebody's name if you know the name of somebody within that and um, that works for that company or that website. And it can give you some fairly accurate guesses as to what their email address will, uh, could be. Um, oh, wow. So that's a good tool to use as well. So what's that called? Is it Hunter.io? Hunter, it's Hunter.io. Wow. Um, but I think that people call it Email Hunter. Um, that's wow. a pretty good website. So do you just put in um, like websites that you want to link to or do you put in the organization or how, how does it work again? Um, so for that, uh, what we we would do is we'd find the website that we want to that we feel um, would be um, either it would accept a guest post from us or that has a specific page um, that we think we have a content piece which would fit in within that page. Um, so then we would um, we'd use a tool like that. We'd pull up the list, 
And, you know, for instance, if the, there's a specific person that wrote that article that works for the company, we'll try and get them first. And if not, we'll find out who the editor is, pick out their email address and then email them. So you, you just want to kind of figure out who the, I suppose, the, the decision maker is in, in that instance. Yeah. And then if not, sometimes they forward it on to the next person anyway. So it's just about finding a person, you know, finding a human to talk to. <laughs> yeah, not just a generic info at Exactly. That's, got a lot, that's a good tool, actually. I might use that myself. Yeah. yeah. Um, I guess we should kind of backtrack. Uh, I always get confused between the difference, well, the difference between a backlink and a citation. Um, mm. What What is the difference between the two? Because... I don't really know, to be honest with you. Yeah, so, so citations, but this is common. So citations are, I think the best way to describe it, they're, they're purely just, they're mentions of your company or your company address. Um, and sometimes they'll come with a link, but they don't always. So that's the key thing with a citation. They don't always come with a link, yeah. but they will be a mention of your business. Uh, and they're... They're extremely useful, I think, especially when it comes to local businesses. So local businesses um, use citations a lot, and especially um, you know, if that citation has lo- local relevance, so if it's on a directory which is relevant to a local area, um, or it's niche relevance, so it's like a directory that's to do with, um, you know, um, oh, trying to think like tradesmen or yeah. if it's to do with like boiler repair or something, if there's some niche relevance to it, that's really good for local search results. Whereas with links, it's going to be, you know, as described, it's a, it's just a link from another website to your company website. So, um, and it could take any form. It might be a branded link. It might go, it might link to your blog post. It might link to a service page. It just depends um, the agreement you have in place with them. So um, they are, I think, conventional, you know, conventional link building. I think it comes in useful when you're trying to move away from local search results and yeah. you're looking at larger areas or you're not really looking at a specific locality. I think um, that's when link building, that's when you need to move away from just citations and start doing link building as well. Yeah. And I th- I, I'm not too sure, but... I- on citation building, it all has to be the same, doesn't it? So if you've got one listing on one directory, for example, what you put on there has to be the same on your website and the same on another directory. Uh, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So you have to keep it. Um, uh, I think the yeah. I think the the more um, consistent you are with that, and the more it matches up, and um, the better it is for your local search results. So yeah, like you said, citations are. Um, really important and I think a good the initial stages especially I think citations are something we recommend everyone to do um, if it's applicable to them yeah if you're a local business Mm. Um, again kind of sidetracking do you use anything to track uh, the quality of links that you get and like the SEO rankings do you use any tools or any tools that you recommend Um, yeah, so we use, I mean, I use mostly, there's two u- tools I use, which is Ahrefs, so ahrefs.com and Moz. Um, Moz is an okay one as well. And um, they both use, they have their own metric. So Ahrefs has what they call domain rating and Moz is domain authority. Um, 
but you know, a bit of a advanced SEO tip, but not as advanced here, you because know, uh, you'd probably think the opposite. But I don't actually rely on those metrics too much. Um, the reason is because sometimes these tools do, they might give something a low authority. So they might say the authority is only, the DA is only 20 or something. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's low value because I've seen websites that have what you would call low metrics, but they actually have a lot of traffic. So I don't focus too much on it. And I've also found that sometimes giving a website high authority doesn't always mean high value. Um, if Especially if the website's not really that relevant, I wouldn't place too much importance on it. Um, so, But I think tools like that are good for giving a good baseline. So you could say, we kind of want to avoid the very low, um, like kind of new new websites. We don't, we don't want websites that have no traffic, but yeah. I think they're good for giving a good baseline. And um, But you have to remember they're like, they're third party data. So I think some people, and I've, not everybody thinks this, but I've had some people make the mistake of thinking that the Moz metrics, for instance, is like an official metric. But I think people need to realize it's it's not official. It's not coming from Google. It's coming from Moz. And so you shouldn't place too much importance to on it. Yeah, that's interesting. I think relevance, I think relevance really, um, I should probably add, is the best way to track quality of links. The only good thing, I suppose the good thing is that relevance is uh, you don't really need a tool for it. You need a human eye to assess yeah. that. But, um, but yeah, I think um, I think tools are good to use. They come in useful. They're good for tracking data. Um, but I try not to rely too much on it. Yeah, that's, that's interesting because I, I always use Mars myself. Um, mm. And I always thought that their metric was the was the one you should go to. That's the, That's the most reliable one. Um, because I use, I, we use SEMrush. Um, that's right, yeah. Mm, that's also a good tool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, their, their metric always, was always different. I, I was like, why, why is it different? Mm. Um, that's interesting. I didn't realize that. Mm. Yeah, it's, you know, the, the thing with these um, tools, they're all using their own, um, they're using their own systems, they're using um, um, like their own, it's just their own data, yeah, you, know, yeah. you know, for instance, so it's, so it's never really a, uh, a clean answer, but I think they are like like I said, they're, they're useful. But I, I think especially for link building, I would um, not focus too much on the metric. Has to be relevant, I guess. Mm, yeah. Exactly. That's what Google wants, isn't it? They want the best experience for their user. Exactly. Exactly. You've got to make sure yeah. the stuff on your website and the websites that you link to is relevant. Exactly. Um, that's the thing, and then that's going to improve the keywords, which are. Um, relevant to the you know um, to the website or the link that you're getting as well one quick question um if uh a website links to another website is the website that's linking to the other website does that benefit by linking to other relevant content or is it only the website that's getting the new link benefiting they both benefit or just the one yeah, I mean, that, that's an interesting one because that's something that, this happens a lot in SEO. There's a lot of arguments about what works and yeah. what doesn't. But I think, um, you know, I think if you, like, if a website is linking out to other relevant websites, they won't get a negative effect from it. I think at the very least, they probably won't have 
any of it won't have any effect. But um, you know, the reality is, I think if you link to more uh, you know better quality websites and the relevant, I think it may have a small effect. Um, I don't think it's a huge amount, but um, I think I think the key thing is, and I think some people worry that by linking out they are losing what they call link equity or link juice. Some people call it. Yeah. Um, but I don't think that's an issue. I think if you, as long as you're linking to relevant websites and it's you know good quality and um, uh, relevant to your content, I don't think it's going to have a negative effect. So, but there's a bit of a that, that's a bit of a tricky yeah. one. But yeah, it's, it's it's an interesting one. I thought I'd ask it anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, cool. I guess we should kind of tie that with a little bit of a case today. Um, mm. I know you've done a little bit, you've looked at our website, uh, verifiedtrades.co.uk. And I guess for anyone listening, that's a directory for trades. So if homeowners looking for a plumber or electrician, um, they can go on verifiedtrades.co.uk and look for one there. Um, Now, that website is very different to, for example, a blogging website um, or a travel blog or an e-commerce website. Um, Yeah. Again, I, I guess e-commerce websites are also quite difficult to get links to, although you did mention an example there with the Geordie Shore. Um, yeah, yeah, that's good. Good idea. Um, so I guess my question is, like, how would your offline, sorry, off-page SEO strategy differ if you're running a directory website compared to an e-commerce website, for example? Like, what would you do different between the two? Yeah, so, so something like, for, so for verified trades, I mean, um, First stop, you'd want to think about um, the adjacent industries to verified trades. So, you know, for instance, looking at this, I think, you know, things like real estate, property, even though I used that in a previous example, I think they are extremely relevant. And I think with the right angle, um, you would either, either one, um, do a guest post or, um, you know, write some, something that's like a current trend, something that's relevant to property market or something to landlords or even to small businesses because there's some, you know, um, small business magazines out there that are online. Um, so having something that's um, that's trending, you know, you can reach out to them, have a link. But also, you know, if you've got existing content that's on the site and there already is some um, because you've got that, um, the questions section, there is a lot of content there already. You would probably find these such websites will have a piece of content which is relevant to those questions, and you could probably get a link dropped in. Um, what we find is with resource links, now you, not everybody you reach out to is going to link, but what we find is probably roughly 5 to 10% of the time you're going to get a link. Uh, and that improves the better of the quality, like uh, the better the quality of the content that you find. So um, I would say, you know, probably like a two-pronged approach. So I think using the contents on the questions, finding what's relevant to that specific piece of content. So whether it's something like what is the best combi boiler, because there will be a lot of content out there talking about yeah. you know this, but you'll find that um, you know. They don't. They maybe don't discuss everything about it. So you might be touching on things in this content piece that they are not. So in that case, you would then reach out to them and say, you know, we noticed you. You know, you talked about this. 
um, you know, you know, our content piece, you know, touches on a different area, you know, what do you think of this? And you can kind of go and get in with that approach. And as long as that does match up to your co- to their content and your targeting is good, um, they will, a percentage of the time, they will link out. Um, and I think the other thing, but I'll, I'll let you, if you were going to go ahead with something, go. No, I was going to say, I, I love the idea of getting in touch with the, the landlords and, and, and those guys, the, the estate agencies. Um, because we've obviously got a lot of gas engineers and electricians, and I guess some homeowners might want to ask if they should get their gas checked before they move in. Um, so that's, that's a great idea, actually. Yeah, because um, it's and, and it's all about kind of um, finding, I suppose, um, find. It's really about knowing your audience. I think knowing yeah. your audience, because once you know your audience, you know the other websites that your audience are going to be, is going to be on. So we do that with every client at the start. And I think for verified trades, it would, it would be like, um, you know, it would be the same kind of thing. It would be knowing your audience and it would be going, right, so we know this category of website, this is, our audience is on this. Or, you know, it's, it's a potentially, if you don't have people from that audience already looking at your website, you could say we could potentially bring people like that in. So yeah. it's about knowing those kind of things and having content that um, is relevant to those websites and kind of reaching out to them and you know doing that that exchange. Um, yeah. And I think on top of that, I actually had this specific example of a website that actually, um, they had a quite good example. Yeah. So in addition to that, I think having for verified trades, I, w- I would say having like what you would call linkable assets would work very well. So by that, I mean, I'll give you an example. So I saw Home Tree. I think Home Tree do like, it's to do with boiler, boilers and boiler repair. Yeah, yeah. They're quite yeah. a good, um, like, big website. They've got a lot of traffic. And I saw them do something where they, they actually created a survey. And the survey was, um, they asked you know, a bunch of people how they keep warm during the winter. So... Obviously, there's people answering loads of questions in the survey. They displayed all the results. What percentage of people said what? So people answered things like wearing more layers, leaving the oven on. You know, there's all kinds of answers there. Uh, And interesting, there was some people saying that they had, uh, you know, they would have sex to warm up, (laughs) uh, which is is an interesting answer. So some people said that. But the interesting thing is they took this and they used this angle and they pitched it to journalists. Because something like that, and then actually, they actually have a link from, for instance, they have a link from quite a few websites, but they have a link from The Sun, and The Sun picked up on this because it says, you know, Brits have sex to avoid central heating. That was the hook for the story. So this is at the extreme end, and if you want to, you know, if you really want some like big hitting links and you want links on like, you know, big news sites or, you you know, if you have something that's truly newsworthy, um, sometimes it's about having linkable assets like that. And, okay, it may not be as sensationalist as that, but, yeah. you know, there's certain things that, you know, you that are going to be interesting to these, um, to, to journalists or even if not, you know, a big, like, uh, it may not be the sun or the mirror, but, you know, it might be like a big industry blog. You might have something else like, to do with boilers or to do with uh, plumbing or you know something it's just about having content which is um which is truly newsworthy yeah it, 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 it keeps going back to that idea of of getting great content on on your website first and then 
going out and finding um, other websites that will link to you or just happen naturally like the sun, for example, linking um, to a article about sex. <laughs> you say, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that's the, and that's the interesting thing. That just started off as a survey. What they probably realized is with that hook, they're like, they, that's, that's a, a good example of good targeting. So they went to the sun and they didn't say, we've got a survey about boilers because the sun aren't going to, yeah. they don't care about that. But what the journalist obviously, they've pitched that, you know, part of it to them. And then they've obviously put that in the headline and they've taught, you know, about the, the other parts of the survey. But, you know, it's, a, it's an entry, that's an example of um, having the right angle. So it's the same survey, but for different publications, they've got different angles. Yeah, and I guess I guess you, you do the same with other websites. So if you run an e-commerce website, like your Georgie Shore example, um, you'll go and create a piece of content that's that's good for the audience or the website that you want to get onto, I guess is what you do. Exactly, exactly. So like like you said, just by you know, knowing your audience and having the content which is um which is useful to the audience or you know um um, you know, and that's kind of like there's a bit of an art to it. But I think once you you have an idea in your head about your audience and what appeals to them, I think um, it, it just becomes it's like a rinse and repeat thing with your content strategy. And and if you have that down, link building becomes a lot much much easier. You know, it, it becomes um, you have a higher success rate because people are seeing your content and they go, you know, it's not just a, a blog post of you pitching your company, it's something that's useful. And then they go, you know what, that actually is useful and they'll drop the link in. So it surprises you, you know, once you've got content that's really good and how successful it is. Yeah. And you you haven't got to be too creative to find the content yourself. I mean, I use Ubersuggest by Neil Patel. Um, Mm. And when I put in a keyword, it comes up with all these content ideas. Mm-hmm. That's that's a good tool, I guess, that people can use to create great content and then publish it to other people, basically. Exactly, exactly, because that, that's a good one. Also, Ahrefs have they call it Content Explorer, so that, yeah. that's another good one. But it's same same kind of thing. You're putting in you know keywords or phrases, and it comes up with content pieces. And it's just about finding you know there might be things that other people have written about, but you might be able to, what you might find is you'll be able to write something better. Yeah. And it's just that nobody's made it yet. So um, sometimes it's, you know, about finding um, opportunities like that as well. Yeah. That's it. You want to, again, keep making great content. That's, that's kind of the, uh, the key takeaway, I guess, from this. Exactly. Exactly. And, a bit, and it's better, you know, it brings in, when you've got the right content, you know, it's not even just for the link building, it's, um, if you've got the right content, it's it's kind of you know pulling people in. Sometimes with the right content, you rank for keywords. Yeah. Even before you build links, so you know that's the interesting side. So content is yeah super important. You've got to make that blend between mm. on page, off page, and then keyword research. It's it all blends. Exactly. One. Exactly. Cool. Um, I guess that kind of wraps it up. Um, we should probably close off asking. Uh, what you do uh, I guess it's okay. our fine SEO <laughs> um, yeah uh, tell us a little bit about your company um, and then what you do and then what you specialize in yeah so um, so basically I've been I've been in on, online marketing um, for oh let me think probably 2012 um, yeah. but I started specializing in SEO 
and specifically link building from 2015. So that's what I'm doing at Amit Digital Marketing. That's the agency. So it's just myself and I've got a small team. Uh, so we specialize in doing link building and um, kind of uh, helping businesses from, you know, from the UK, the US. We've helped people from all over the world, from various industries. And we help them, you know, a lot of them have content um, you know, they, they probably have a team doing the content or they've got a couple of people doing content, but they, they're trying to promote that content, trying to get more traffic and pull in more keywords. So we, um, we take care, we basically handle the link building and we help go kind of um, improve what they're doing there, bring in more traffic, bring in more sales. Uh, and it's, yeah, it's basically our specialty uh, and it's, Something that yeah, we've been doing since twenty fifteen. It's interesting because I've I've started off a mentioned I've we started working with um don't know if you've heard of Fire Festival. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Jarrell <laughs> has a new company, so we're kind of helping him with his online PR right now <laughs> for iCod, which is interesting. It's not really link building, but it's an interesting thing because it's tied in with the same thing. It's about finding an audience. And having the right angle or going approaching them with the right um, with the right not even just content, just having um, something of value to give to them. So we actually got him onto the Forbes summit really? uh, that was uh, last November. So we got him in there, and we even got him to agree to doing a couple of video interviews. So that's even I'll probably show you that later if you want to have a look at it. Yeah, yeah. But that's that's um, even though that's not the link building in a way it kind of is a link because all I did was approach the, you know, an editor at Forbes and it snowballed into that. But that's an example of when link, but we you know kind of building that link actually has like real world, um, you know, consequences. So that it's an interesting one, you know, I'll probably, uh, I'm sure I've got, I'll need to make a content piece about it at some point going over it, but I'll probably send you the link later because it's an interesting one. Yeah, that'd be cool. So, uh, <laughs> he's got some turn around to do from that uh, or two yeah. years ago and everyone. I'm, I'm just glad I'm just we're just helping with the online PR and not <laughs> yeah. management but it kind of goes hand in hand with that <laughs> <laughs> cool. and how do people if they want to kind of speak to you about offline SEL or get tips or just kind of get help from you how, how do they get in touch with you yeah so my website is amatdigitalmarketing.com uh, and if you go in there, you know, I've got uh, I've got a YouTube channel. So all the links to my YouTube channel, Instagram, everything's on there. And I post all my content across all the channels. So I've got loads of videos about uh, content creation, the importance of it, and link building. And um, But I also touch on the importance of on-page SEO, which, as you know yourself, is very important. So I can talk about everything, but... Um, yeah, you can get me on my social channels there and you can even send an inquiry. I've got an inquiry form on there. If anyone wants to talk to me uh, uh, or any specific questions, they can reach out to me and talk to me on there as well. Perfect. Um, cool. I guess that is it. Um, yeah, thank you very much. Um, yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me on. So guys, that's the end of that conversation. If you have any specific questions for Amit, you can find all his information in the show notes. But for me, selfishly, if you've enjoyed this fly on the wall conversation and you want to hear more about the internal conversations and consultancy work that we do, whether it's with our clients or people coming in to pitch us, don't forget to drop us a line. It's startupdiary at nbs.fm. 
That's Startup Diary at NBS, stands for no bullshit.fm. We look forward to speaking to you next time on the podcast. Bye, guys. Thank you.